All right, we are on air in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, all you spry tubers and twitchers out there. Welcome to the Could You Do It Better podcast. We're a filmmaker, gamer extraordinaire, and the behind the scenes awesomeness known as Sesh, and the writing and directing sensation known as Maria. Discuss popular television shows and movies and answer the always controversial question of. Could you do it better? Today, we will be discussing episode four of Damon Lindelof's The Watchmen television series as inspired by Alan Moore's graphic novel. And as for me, I'm Jonathan, and unlike our two experts, have no industry experience whatsoever. In other words, while they're like Ozymandias just slaying it every night, I'm the malformed fetus you throw back into the lake. And now, to Sash and Maria. just just another night just another fetus yeah what quality sound effects we have here at the studios the bestest of best sound bites so uh wow wow these just keep getting better and better i tell you oh yeah oh goodness they do they really do because yeah. the episodes get better and better. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that is what we are here for. So, before we get to any of our uh, fun questions that we have planned, uh, I have been informed that our legal department has stated <laughs> that I need to provide a recap for the show before we proceed. If you don't believe that, I don't either. Um, so, like half right. <laughs> yeah. Before we begin with their recap, I shall say, spoiler warning, uh, if you have not seen episode four of The Watchmen, I'm not sure why you're listening to this, but thank you, thank you. Please continue listening while watching the show. Um, in any case, uh, I'll continue now because spoilers abound. So, in this episode, we meet Lady True, a trillionaire who's short on time but big on hourglasses, and bartering illegally created test tube babies for farmland. Meanwhile, Angela, fresh from breaking into the cultural center to find out who her granddaddy is, stumbles into Lori while watching her car take part in a poorly constructed egg drop experiment. Guess she should have used styrofoam, huh? Flash forward to Kale making eggs with the heaping side of atheism for the kids in the morning, and our roving mirror ball inviting Angela back to his bunker to check out some boudoir squid pics with him. Oh, yeah. Angela says, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, gotta go have wheelchairs to dispose of in broad daylight, you know? and enter the greatest superhero of all time to catch her in the act. He's 50% spandex, 50% lube, and all man. And he shows Angela how he can slide himself into any tight opening. (laughs) Fresh Fresh off the penetration. Angela finds out from Lori that apparently trying to cover up for a murder suspect by having them in your vehicle and then claiming the vehicle is stolen will shockingly leave evidence of said murder suspect inside your vehicle and lead investigators to discover it. Go figure. 
Fresh off hot intel, Lori determines that Amazon Prime should not be using drones to deliver police cars after all, and decides to bring Angela along to play good cop, bad cop with Lady True Bezos, where we learn that the lady is in bed with Angela's granddaddy, and Angela teaches her how to curse in Vietnamese, something that Lady True, being Vietnamese, is truly appreciative of. Cut to Ozymandias, trawling for lake fetuses, throwing a banger of an anniversary party, and proving that nothing quite covers up a mass murder like trebucheting the bodies onto your neighbor's property. And we're back to the Millennium Maltese Falcon Clock, where, oh my gosh, Will can walk again? Sweet baby Manhattan, it's a miracle! Tick-tock, tick-tock. This was your recap, sponsored by Astroglide Fisheries, providing you with all the lube and unexpected fetuses you need since 83. <laughs> and now, back to you, Maria. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was that was amazing. Mm. Ah. Uh, yes. Extra mention of fetuses and lube. And you know what? You did good. You yes. did good on that one. Thank you, legal department. <laughs> If it wasn't You're for welcome. you, we wouldn't have this show. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get to the brass tacks and begin. First question of the evening. Um, let's begin with Sesh this time. I think it's time to uh, roll back. So our question is... Uh, clock word. Clock <laughs> is back way. Could you explain the afterlife to kids better than Calvin Abar? Sesh, you Oh, boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so, uh, okay, I do feel like personally I would have a better explanation. For one, I like the nobody knows for sure explanation, but you can believe whatever you like. That's my actual go-to. But man, seeing Calvin coldly just say nothing was still somehow weirdly refreshing for something on TV, even though, you know, it's HBO, it's not TV, whatever. Uh, I, I think the lack of softness to it really shows the no BS kind of world uh, Watchmenverse is. And honestly, I think it's great that it came from him instead of Angela, who, if you're like me, you would have expected that kind of answer to come from. I really like that it was from him. Uh, he's been such a pillar of support and like calm kindness to her. I think he, uh, I think he shows uh, one of his rough edges, and it gives us a little glimpse to see why and how they ended up together and why they love each other. Besides that, it's just fantastic. <laughs> okay. Oh, fair. I'm sorry. I, I uh, misquoted myself at the end. Um, <laughs> It shows us why we're uh, why uh, they're together. Besides uh, that fantastic ass. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, thank you for going back to correct that. Sesh. I had to clarify. No. <laughs> How could I forget? No behind, left behind. <laughs> yes. No. 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 Not after that intro. So. Well, for me, um, ah, life and times in the age of atheism where once difficult questions resulting in complex discussions, often resulting in even more questions, can now be answered resolutely with resoundingly <laughs> simple and straightforward answers. 
Um, you know, at first glance, that might seem like a good thing and possibly even great. Uh, but the real question is, is a simple and straightforward answer to is there an afterlife or a heaven or a God a great answer for children? Mm. And my answer to that would be no, it's not. My reasoning for this is that children need teachable moments such that they can properly develop. And just coldly stating to a young child that a deceased loved one uh, is in heaven with a resounding and simplistic no, heaven doesn't exist. They just simply turn back into the nothing they were born from. Simply, it doesn't cut it, as there is nothing there that the children can learn from or grow from. In this case, it's very similar to responding to a child, yes, he is, because of, insert God of choice here, without any additional explanation of what that God is and what that God values. You see, the answer becomes fairly meaningless without additional context. As such, it's not what Cal had to say that I necessarily take issue with. It's what Cal didn't say. What he should have done is followed up that astringent no with something like, and that's why what we do in life matters, because it's all we've got. It's why you need to strive to be a good person, to bring light to this world instead of more darkness, to leave this world better than when you entered it, to be lovingly remembered. You only get one shot at it, so let's make it count, yeah? But here's the thing, how Cal responded is very in line with how the universe is in The Watchmen. Nobody has time for long, complex questions or learning or development. They just act, whether out of fear or justice or their own ethics, and then double down on whatever consequences come from it. It's why the police force is a bunch of vigilantes, the citizens are in fear of their own thoughts, and the world is at its breaking point. When you never take the time to teach, to learn, to develop, you simply are a wrecking ball of your own truths, whether they be true or not. And that's regardless of whatever religion you follow. And yes, that includes atheism. Wow, that was a far better put <laughs> answer. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So spark notes of what you just said is what Ooh. I will say. <laughs> that was You're brutal. welcome, viewers. <laughs> this is why I don't like to go first. <laughs> oh, no. I should have gone first. Then you would have been like you were copying me. Yeah, yeah, I should have been. <laughs> but better. Oh, no. <laughs> so, okay, but are you also mentioning his ass? Mm, no. Well, maybe. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Okay. Talk from the heart. It's okay. <laughs> so um, Calvin Abar could have at least shared that there are multiple views about the afterlife and that ultimately no one really knows because we haven't experienced it. But what matters is the man he was and how he had helped people in this life. Um, I'm referring to the chief of police who died. Whether or not we are conscious after we die and where we go to be either punished or praised is out of our hands. What should ultimately motivate us is to do our best to make the world we are aware of a better place. His, his flat response was more of a reflection on his own thoughts and not so much on how to help children through a tough time. So to me, it kind of illustrated that he's not really ready to be a dad. Ooh, hot. Oh, <laughs> All right. So, okay. So I'm voting for um, Yoni's answer, Jonathan, for um, this question. 
Mm. Yes. Sasha, what, what's your vote? Uh, Jonathan's answer is really good. I think having teaching moments is really, really important. And we've talked about that. And man, both parents just do not do not show those teaching moments. But you know what? That's what you get when you're suddenly adopting kids that you weren't ready for. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, I thought you summed that up very nicely. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you gave the high level notes. Oh, there. okay. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. It's useful. That's why you get further in like business. Oh, you right, know, right, right. There we go. <laughs> me, I'm stuck writing recaps and intros. Oh, you know? no. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next question. <laughs> Could you spy on Angela Abar better than Loop Man? And more interestingly, has there been a better superhero than Loop Man? Uh, Sesh, your go. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay, so nobody is better than Loop Man. He is the perfect, uh, are we swearing in this? The F? being ever yeah, created fine. and probably the best thing in any superhero-esque anything I might have ever seen. The bar has been set so high for him. He's <laughs> the one thing I'm actually worried to see next because I'm scared of how they'll top that introduction. Was he a good spy? I'd say no. His shiny metallic ass and entire body was extremely visible. However, he did have the best and boldest escape plan we've ever seen on TV. So ultimately, yeah, he's probably good. He's behind you right now. Well done. Well done. That's called that's called a that's called a take right there. Oh, that's okay. acting. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lube Man. <laughs> oh man, he's great. Yeah. He is, he is. I mean, let's be honest, he has to be a pretty great spy to blend into the environment while wearing bright silver from head to toe and tracking a police officer secretly throwing away evidence all under the cover of, well, broad daylight, right? <laughs> I mean, Lou Man, he don't give a damn about cover or surveillance techniques. And who needs that when you can stalk your prey like a lion, be as agile as a gazelle, sprint as fast as a cheetah, and be as flexible as a cat under a sewer grate? <laughs> Lou Man, he was not made for this world. He's better than it. Oh, all right, lube man, lube man. I like to just say that. Um, is he supposed to be? Huh. <laughs> it flows off Wait, the tongue. Wait, what? <laughs> it slips off have... the tongue. Oh, no, we, we might have to cut this out. <laughs> okay, oh. is, is he supposed to be a superhero or a walking commercial for getting out of sticky situations? I mean, if all it took was a bit of lube to evade scary situations, I think that would sell. Um, you know, lube for coronavirus. I don't know. I am pretty sure any other mode of spying would have been better than lube man. <laughs> no, we don't. We no, haven't that was the lack of the figure. Do not ACDC. use lube to help against the coronavirus. Yes. Of the lawyers. The lawyers are saying no. Here comes legal now. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I mean, he could have dressed himself up as a squid and just plopped himself on the ground, and that would have worked better. I mean, really, he could have been 
simply walking around as himself, and that would have worked better because I doubt Angela would have even noticed him. I mean, he has a good way of blending into the background. It's amazing. Oh. oh, you're so right. You could have literally just been a dead squid, and she wouldn't have batted an eyelash instead of the biggest WTF moment. I loved it. <laughs> I think he wanted to show off, though. I think he wanted to show what he could do. It was like a tryout. And he's like, look what I can do, and just slips away. Well, well, he perfect. He he, he perfect ten that audition. I'll tell you that he'd be on my team. Right. Oh man! Well, wasn't that a good question? Aren't you guys glad you played from home on that one? All right, all right. So our next question is. Could you make a valid argument for why the couple shouldn't accept the deal Lady True offers? Now, there's rules to this question. First rule, you only have information provided. Okay. Second rule, you also have gone through the same experience of desperately wanting to have a child and would give up anything for that child. All right. Sesh. Am I disqualified for never trying to have kids? Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, hell yeah. You take the deal. If you can't talk your way up to 50 million, <laughs> five million's five. I literally am just like, no, yeah, you take the deal. Like, that's great. Like, that's fantastic. Get out of there. They were not doing well. They were not happy. It was literally everything they could want. I would have just asked for more money. She was a trillionaire. Those don't even exist right now. Get that money. <laughs> Oh, Jonathan. Yeah, that's what people said when I came to this show. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen enough movies, television shows, and real life to know that if someone shows up at your doorstep to make your dreams come to reality with a deal way too good to be true, that you have three minutes to sign to accept or forever lose out on, that under no circumstances do you take that deal. That's right. <laughs> I've seen the box. Uh, in case it's a movie. Heck, <laughs> heck, even if Sasha Maria came to my door offering me my dream of being a full-time member of this show with accompanying salary and benefits, and all I'd have to do is immediately sign that W-2 form they're waving around or never get the opportunity again, I'd rip that form up right in front of their faces, double, nay, triple lock that door and then cry myself to sleep in my bedroom like a man for the next 10 to 20 years it sounds like intern talk to me intern hell hell no i ain't signing nothing man nothing that's right and if right now you're like jonathan you'd be crazy man all i gotta say is why would some trillionaire show up at my door in the middle of the night offering me a child I can never have and a lifetime of money to sign over my property and only give me three minutes to do so? Clearly, there's something that this plot of land has that she desperately wants that is worth substantially more than the value of her offer. And since she's offering me something that I deem as priceless, then there are only two logical conclusions. One, if I read the details and find print of this offer, I'll find out that I got scammed. Or two, this plot of land really is invaluable and whatever I'm giving up to her will likely haunt me and possibly the rest of the world for the rest of my days 
because you don't just give stuff away to trillionaires. Hmm. You ask for 50 million, not five. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're right. Five million I'm is not a good enough deal. <laughs> Okay, 50. so Done. <laughs> in a similar vein as Jonathan, you're pretty sure this lady's trying to take your soul. Clearly. A demon deal <laughs> A demon deal is clearly laying for you. Why would you possibly go through all of that trouble just to buy your property? I mean, in this way, it's yes, not yes, worth the, that the, much. The trouble of showing up at your house with an hourglass. No, the whole baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, the baby. I forgot about the baby part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Viable? Oh yeah, good point. Good point. I don't believe that's even a real baby. That's like not their baby, but okay. I don't even care. I'll take fifty million. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm believing that's their baby, but she mm. had to do some wild stuff to get that baby made. I don't know. And adding millions of dollars on top of it to sweeten the pot is way more than your farmhouse and acreage is worth. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, you would figure she's probably planning on laying alien baby eggs on your farm. <laughs> destroying the world with them <laughs> so frankly you would tell her no and sit back deciding you must have just saved the world from an alien invasion because of your sacrifice <laughs> you would name your baby in his absence and decide that your child was the messiah you sacrificed him knowing that he and the rest of humanity can live in peace yes i believe this if it weren't for him you would have never had a chance to turn down lady true <laughs> I'd say there's a few leaps in logic there, but probably really? not. So. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think that fits. Yeah, yeah, that works. I like it. Hmm. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what did you guys think of the show overall? Show ratings. Sash? Oh, I mean, trillionaires, conspiracies, and egg motif, and Luban, it's it's too much for one episode. There was so much going on. And the fetuses, like, it was lubed up, but somehow still gripping. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so excited for the next episode. So probably 8.5 or 10 or for the episode, and then 10 out of 10 for Lube Man. Very good. Man, our, our parents are so proud of this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, oh, my turn? Yes. Oh, man, I can't even keep track anymore. Um, per personally, I really like this episode. While it didn't have the same powerful opening sequences as the first two episodes, uh, this episode added a ton of mystery. As you can see, the major players all starting to come together. And that clearly, there is a lot more going on behind the scenes than, than, than what has been in plain sight for us to digest. And for the most part, we haven't even discussed uh, in these questions the Ozymandias storyline in this episode, where he's clearly gone on a bender, <laughs> slaying all of his clone servants at his anniversary party, fishing fetuses, fetai, fetuses, <laughs> out, of a fetuses. Yeah, fetuses right? out of a river, spinning them in a centrifuge slash microwave-like device to rapidly age them, and then using them to help him launch the dead servants into the ether <laughs> via trebuchet. Mm. I mean, that's mm. nuts. And I, I right? can't... Can we talk about that for a sec? Uh, a little like, bit. A hot second. Oh hot second. I mean, I mean, that's nuts. And and I can't wait to see where, where it's going. So I am giving this episode a solid 9 out of 10, Ooh. which even rates oh. above last episode 
wow. for me. Uh, just good stuff. This this was a fun episode. Yeah. Oh, were we pausing to talk about uh, Ozymandias, or should I give my review first? Oh, we can uh, talk about Ozymandias, sure, but, but I mean... Yes, we definitely should talk about him, but you can give your review first. All right, all right, all right. I enjoyed the fanfare. I felt it strange that Angela and Lori were so easily allowed onto Lady True's property just because of the little old car situation. Um, I thought it was a pretty intriguing episode. I, It left me unsettled, though. I'm a little nervous about where it's going. Mm -hmm. I guess it didn't give me as much confidence in the direction it's going as previous episodes. However, I'm open for surprise. I will give the episode an eight. Mm. I thought it was very well done overall, but it's starting to feel a little scripted, if that makes sense. Ooh, how so? How so? Um, I guess I get the feeling that the that the creators are trying to push the story, like make sure we include this, make sure we include that, and it's pulling me a little bit out of the ride. I don't know if that makes a ton of sense. I can't really back that up with i know what you mean like it definitely feels like like when i was saying like it, this episode was so crazy and talk about ozymandias a little bit mm -hmm. one of those things was like oh so he's trapped and the sky is fake what is going on there mm -hmm. so there's like a lot more that they're a lot more questions they're bringing up which and and they just have that all over the board where there's just so many more questions than almost any other episode has answered. Like a lot of episodes have been like, wow, what the hell is that? And a lot of it's been stuff like, Lube Man, what is this? And it's just like open-ended weirdness, awesomeness. But then we have that and that's just like heavy plot, complicated, things are getting intertwined. It, it definitely stepped up another level on like how complicated the plot's getting and all the things that were introduced in this one. like. I mean, we have like our uh, uh, giving bad guy vibes, trillionaire. We have we have Ozzy who's trapped in this really really weird thing. We got cloning's totally a thing. Lou Bam. There's just there's definitely a, I feel like a lot more going on, and there's it's almost like there was a step back from the drama of it. Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. I I think it was a bit untethered. Mm -hmm. I'll say untethered. Mm -hmm. Uh, good but word. good word. But no, I uh, I did. I I liked it. I I thought it was pretty great. I'm like watching. It, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, with with Ozymandias. I think it's cool that you know it was you you saw the cake in the first two episodes, right? And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, like. But you know, now that it's gone to this point, episode four, and you see that each year the cake has one more candle. Mm -hmm. on it i think is is pretty cool which is like basically you know showing that a year is passing between does it though yeah I'm, I'm not sure what what kind of year that is it's is he making up his birthdays every week i oh, don't know oh you make a good point yeah, I just yeah like i i kind of took that that was just his afternoon cake because he's living <laughs> in this like paradise manner where he can do whatever he wants so he just is, literally eats his favorite cake every single day almost this is this is this this is day four <laughs> <He's> <laughs> in <awesome>. reality <laughs> oh gosh 
Yeah, like he'll just, you know, have like two, three bites like he did the first time and then the rest of the cake is trash and that's it. And then he'll just have a whole new fresh one tomorrow. It's like what I thought his life was. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it's true. This is like if you didn't have any food on like a deserted island. Oh, oh man, I'd hate to see what would happen to all the clone people. <laughs> Okay, that was the other thing I wanted to mention. Out of all the uses we talked about and we saw and how much I was praising him for doing space exploration and spacesuit mm. testing for mm. like yeah. the other episodes, mm -hmm. just murdering them is literally the worst thing you could do with access to clones. What a waste. He seems to be spending a lot of energy too, murdering. <laughs> I mean, he looks tired. Yes. He's like, oh, I gotta drag these guys. Why doesn't he just take a nap? I don't understand that. It's, 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 What's his know. motive? <laughs> well, it doesn't seem to be rage. It's like he's got a purpose. Well, it seems like frustration. <laughs> frustration might play a yeah. part, you know. You know, some of us might have worked he with a group a of people and we're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, if these people help any less on this project that I'm working on, I swear. Oh, no. I swear I'm building a trebuchet right now. <laughs> If you had clones of them, oh boy, those clones better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so man. I wanted to mention that and his um, terrible use of the clones now um, on his death rampage. But you know, that's he's had better days, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> better days, better years, weeks, whatever time span this is using. Oh yeah. man, I. I don't know. I don't know. It was crazy, though. Why Why make sure they're full adults before he kills them? Why not just go and just, like, slaughter the fetuses and then just be be done with it? Like, what's his purpose? He's not using them. I don't hmm. know. You, you think this is a well-planned event? <laughs> it looks like, like it. I mean, like, it puts a lot of effort in I, you know. <laughs> call you a monster but i agree <laughs> you know it's I'm my anniversary <laughs> i have wanted to start killing everybody it's cool you know i'll just go oh, to the lake why. later with, with their, uh, i know why i figured it out um even though again like i i want to call you a monster but i agree uh yeah you can just kill the fetuses um <laughs> I I have decided. Yeah, uh, wait a second. If it were that's me, true. Wait that's a true. If you said me, don't be a monster. A Let's just kill the fetuses. No, 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 no. If he's already a monster, I'm not condoning murder. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying if he's already a monster, why does he need to cook his things mm. before he murders mm. them? Why mm. not just? Mm. I don't know. Okay, right look, I agree, but you know what? When they're adults, yes. there's more blood in them. Oh, ew. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's the best answer I got. Well, thank you, audience. This will be our final episode. It has been a slice. Oh, hey, look, it's legal. Looking at me, just shaking their head. Oh, man. All right. Well, on that note, I hope you have enjoyed our little show here uh, today. <laughs> outro time? Yes, outro time. A oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Do I need my water sounds? I don't think you okay. need the water sounds, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this one has gone off the rails a little bit. In yeah. any case, oh, God. In any case, 
thank you, everybody who is out there listening far and wide, our people on Podbean, our people on Twitch, and our people on YouTube. Um, we really appreciate the support, and your support allows for more low-quality content just like this. That's right. Just like it. Oh, yep. Somebody just posted, I think I need therapy now. It's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> Me too. I am with you. Uh, in any case, um, if you like this show and episode, please share, like, and subscribe. And if you did not like it, please share, like, and subscribe twice because that is how you really get your point across. <laughs> Again, thank you very much for listening. And until next time... Oh, uh, wait, I'm supposed to announce what next time is. Is that in two weeks, next Thursday? Oh, possibly. The schedule? Uh, we will say in two weeks, the calendar would say... Um, it's It may not be in two weeks, actually. It might I, not be I in two weeks. I have to check. I have to check. Hold on. Let me check the Facebook page. <laughs> it has our events. Oh, boy. In moments. We are professionals here. That is right. <laughs> very... The highest, the highest professional order. Professionals. Prepared professionals. Um, April 2nd. April, April 2nd. 2nd. Okay, the day after April Fool's. So that is Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific yes. time? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes? Okay. 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. That is 11.30 p.m. Eastern for anybody who wants to listen to us to get some sleep. Oh, boy. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks on Could You Do It Better? Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right.